0: This episode is brought to you by Metro Mugs. I'm just an ordinary, guy. My Today's podcast features one of the great Minnesota hockey legends, Jim Boo a 1976 University of Minnesota hockey national champion, not to mention he played for the North Stars as well. His path to becoming a hockey star and legend is a bit uncommon. He had the talent, but he more so had the tenacity. He was a, what would most people call a goonie, partaking in many fights, protecting all his players, one of his coaches was the, was the great Herb Brooks, who coached the, of course, the USA Miracle team uh, in 1980. He has a great story overall from path from athletics to uh, post-career athletics, his journey through sobriety, and then ultimately his business and family in Stillwater, Minnesota. Please welcome Jim Boo. Alright. Well let's get it going. Jim right. Boop, yes, Welcome sir. to the back pocket.
1: Yeah. Boom. Boom. And that's when you're live.
2: <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you're live. Excellent. All right. Let's I, do it.
0: I guess, so I gotta ask you first question, this is a big one. Where did you get those clogs?
2: Oh man, we're going with that? Yeah, we got go. So it was a seventies gig, you know, <laughs> we were back at the University of Minnesota and you know, we're looking for, you know, an easy way to get to class. And when the clogs came in clogs and the flow and the whole deal and so you know now it's coming back around so i found them online swedish fella made them said jim here they are and, and that's that's what i got going
0: i i love it i absolutely love it and i do know i, I mean looking uh, back at your old pictures of you playing days for the north stars and u of m i mean your flow you could have been. I'm calling you actually right now, my second father. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thanks. thanks for starting with that. She's sitting down a little bit. I don't know how that's all going, but you know, it's yeah. We had a big we had a big game in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You're still going with the mullet. Well, has <laughs> trying... the mullet ever left? Eh, Tracy's trying to thin her back, but you know we're 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 working to keep it right. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, because I just started growing this mullet uh, back in March of this year. I'm noticing that. And That's I'm, good. And I'm almost like I'm feeling real good about this new look here. I just got it cleaned up on top, but I like your thoughts on it. What do you? What are your thoughts on this new wave mullet here?
2: Well, we got you know we got the hockey vibe going. You know, it was a big part of my life, and so if we got that, you know, a mullet kind of came with it. You Perfect. know, just uh, let her go. We got the hockey here in the state high school tournament, and you know, so it's just part of Minnesota. F- it's a foundational block of Minnesotans. Amen it's to so that. true. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I, you brought up hockey as a as a pinnacle part of your your life and your upbringing. I kind of want to start from square one. I mean, uh, when you first started playing hockey when you were growing up here, because you grew up around uh, Montemita, is that correct, or where did you where did you grow up initially?
2: So um, my father's from Pine City, Minnesota, and he went to the University of Minnesota, actually played football there. And then after the University of Minnesota, he uh, went into the Army, served for four years, and then went back to school to become a dentist. So um, we were over at the University of Minnesota on campus till he got his degree and everything, and then we moved out to Montemite, which is on the east side of uh, White Bear Lake. Gotcha. and uh I got kind of a late start on the whole hockey thing um i don't know eight nine ten whenever we came out here we we uh, we discovered that everybody plays hockey in monamiida and so we found ourselves a pair of skates and fortunate enough to live on the lake and my father built a rink out there and we worked at it worked at it and worked at it I went to monameda high school graduated in 72 um and then that was the first or that was the second year of the can-am league which is a canadian american league you know when juniors just got here and so um we didn't have anybody to play uh so we were end up playing canadian teams you know the it was right in the the very very beginning when um uh the junior uh the whole junior league showed up so Early was, days of the junior league. The early days, days. the foundational of early days. days. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Colorful, yeah. colorful years. I mm-hmm. mean, the Carlson brothers, you know, the movie Slapshot, that all came out of the 70s. And all we did was travel to Canada to attempt to play a hockey game.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And you say attempt because they were the real deal, the bee's knees or what?
2: Uh, A little bit about the physical side of things, and he who had the best fighters won the game usually. Really? Yeah, so we showed up with Jack Carlson, Jeff Carlson, Stevie Carlson, David Hanson, Paul Holmgren, you know, some Minnesota 70 legends, and uh, we got around to playing after a good big fight.
0: That is awesome. So were you a big fighter in hockey, or was that kind of your thing?
2: Uh, that was my thing. I didn't have enough talent really to score much. I mean, I could, every once in a while, one went in, but, uh, the, my major role was to make sure nobody was bugging our guys. How quickly
1: did you pick up that like, okay, I'm going to become one of the fighters on the team to protect the scores. Did, was that something that was kind of like initial part of your game or did you, or did someone kind of like nudge you on the side and be like, Hey Jim, we're going to need you to fight this one out type of thing.
2: Um, you know, I played some football, played some hockey in high school, and you know, my father was physical. He played on the line at the University of Minnesota, and so the physical part—that's just if you don't have any talent, you got to do something, right, to Amen. have a job. Yes. So, and then the fighting just kind of evolved. I mean, it's hockey, and it was '70s, and we were Americans; they were Canadians, and and. Uh, uh, you know, the Philadelphia had the, you know, the Broad Street Bullies, and they were winning, and that was the model that the 70s used. And then, you know, it kind of evolved, and if you're going to fight somebody, it's more fun if you're winning. And so we just trained to win and did all the boxing and martial arts and everything that comes along with figuring out fighting.
0: No way. So you actually took, like, martial arts class to oh, yeah. protect your, like— no way. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> I don't know if it's amazing, but if you're gonna be in the fighting business you should be a you know, try to win. You know, it's more way more fun. And if you're gonna do that, uh then training for it, you know, so we trained or I trained. David Hansen and I both have belts and karate and we fought in tournaments and he's the guy that the movie they did the movie on Slap Shot.
0: Right. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Did you take the martial arts classes in college, or was that when you went into the professionals?
2: That was in juniors. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so it was juniors, played some high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Juniors is you you retain your amateur status, and it's the the gap between high school and college. Mm -hmm. And so when we did that, and we're everybody's fighting everybody i decided that along with you know hans and some other guys that we might as well if we're going to fight for a living we might as well get good at it Mm -hmm. and the whole martial arts deal is you know it's real deep and fighting right (laughs) so with you being in the early days of juniors and
1: you're in you're in high school and these people in canada are like hey come up and play in our league sure were you initially like no brainer because this is just i get to go play hockey and I'm still a kid and then you're gonna you still have college on your radar but you know you got this gap year. Were you was it like a easy selling point to just go up to Canada in in a kind of an unproven juniors type environment? Or was it did it take some like convincing to go up to Canada to play in the juniors?
2: Well, the the first year, Herbie Brooks, you know, our, our Minnesota legend, you know, he took a junior team and went into Canada with a lot of skilled players. And, you know, the Canadians took advantage of the you know skill side of the game and decided to go rough and so the second year when i got there we showed up with the carlson brothers and david hansen and we decided to take the physical approach and uh it didn't take a lot of convincing because our coach i i played for dougie woog for the st paul balkans and he's a physical guy you know he was a coach at the u okay. and then uh my first year of juniors was for a guy named red carries jerry Chuck, and harry brown and they uh they for sure were more physical than skill. So it was just, we're going to fight these guys. Boo, you take this guy. Carlson, you take that guy. And we might as well get started. So it was, uh, we knew, well, the only teams we really had to play were Canadian teams because we were the only junior team in Minnesota. So we were going into Canada to play Canadian teams. And there's a lot of there's this undercurrent in the early years of you know college guys and americans not being any good at the game of hockey and you can argue about you know skill is subjective but a fight usually has a winner and a loser so we went with the fighting theme
1: this is
0: awesome
2: yeah
1: so
0: what's your favorite martial art that you learned
2: uh i did Lu boxing i'm a better hand fighter than a you know a leg guy you know i'm not real stretched out but i'd much rather fight with my hands i'd rather not fight on the ground i'd rather stand back and fight but it was you know it's effective we i bounce for a living and every time i turned around there seemed to be a fight so it's helpful to know how to do it
0: so how do you pick a fight when you're out on the rink is it pretty easy
2: uh, sure. It's really easy. Yeah. I mean, you uh, a lot of times the coach will tell you, but you usually oh, really? know going in, okay. you know, I mean, and if you're going to fight somebody, you should do your homework. If you're going to fight a lefty. You ought to know that you're fighting a southpaw before you take six and figure out that I ought to switch hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you know, you study your guys and especially as we went on, you couldn't fight so much in college. We had, you know, every once we got a couple done in college, but when you get to the pros, you're fighting the other team's goon. Every team has a goon and the goons job or a crummy word but that was our job was to protect the other players gotcha yeah
1: it was really cool watching hockey just start up again sure uh the wild were playing the canucks and first 15 seconds of the very first game after this uh short break that the nhl was on the first 15 seconds this guy on the wild skated in and there was a face off of right uh right um uh, pretty quick into the game and uh he just looked at off into space, but you know, he was talking to the guy left him, and, he was, and you could see in his lips saying, you want to fight, and the guy just nods his head, and lo and behold, right when the puck drops for the faceoff, these two guys just drop mitts and squared up and started fighting. It was just as quick as that. It was... Do you, would you like to fight? He nodded his head, and they just went at, went at it.
2: Yeah, I mean you can always <laughs> ask somebody, and you know, and it's kind of like the hired gun in the West. I mean, you're gonna fight. You know, if you really want to fight somebody, pick a good one, you mm-hmm. know, and see where you are, and then you know, pick the next good one, and then um, most of the guys that do that for for a career are gonna say yes, and then you know, there's a you know, you drop your gloves, you get the sticks away, so you're not stepping on anything, and then. You know, if you won, you won. You know, I mean, there's a, there's kind of an unwritten code to it, you know, that, that uh, if we're going to fight, let's just do it right, and when it's over, it's over.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you keep an active record of your wins and losses on the rank on the fight?
2: Uh, no. I, I remember, <laughs> uh, I mean, I was winning more than I was losing. There you um, go. One night I stayed up a little too late in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, they are going to beat me up. And, uh, and I'm on camera, too. Sorry, Tracy. But uh, <laughs> but we just went at it again the next night to make sure we had that straightened out. You know, and, uh, you know, that's what you did. You know, if you lost to somebody, you just did it again.
0: I like that. I like that. Did you um, – What is there a specific fight that you recall and always go back to that you really liked?
2: <laughs> I have two of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're kind of – benchmark starters so our junior thing uh, when we went up into Canada we played the Thunder Bay Vulcans and there were two guys one was Willie uh, Willie Trognitz who was uh, you know, supposedly their toughest guy and then Bill Goldthorpe who played for the Saints with the big fro and uh, we knew right before the game who's fighting who Jack you got Billy, Boo you got Trognitz and never dropped the puck and, and I ended up I think I think I beat him three times, you know, and three and, different
0: fights in it.
2: In one, yeah, wow. you know, we got done. All right, let's do that again. And then here come the mounted police and you know everybody else, and they drove us to the border and kicked us out. I don't even know if we finished the game. So that was kind of the entry level point one. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I went over to the U. I was fortunate enough to play at the U. Mm-hmm. You guys are asking about the fight, so I'm going to just give you one more and we can go on. Oh, for on. sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Herbie saw all that, you know, Herbie, you know, uh, Herb Brooks. And so I was fortunate enough to, to make the team at the U after a couple years of juniors, and uh, we played in Michigan, uh, and they had an All-American linebacker, Don Dufek, and, uh, who played on the football team, and then, you know, the football team won large against our football team, but everybody came to the hockey game because – you know, we're supposed to, we're going to win the hockey game and Herbie's the coach and we're out there. And we had a guy on our team, Tommy Vanelli, just a lifelong friend of mine. Well, Herbie was really clear. I had three seconds to get to the puck to Vanelli. You know, he said, boo, pretend it's a hand grenade and you got three to five seconds to get it to Vanelli or it goes boom and your butt sits on the bench. But when we're playing Michigan with the All-American linebacker, Herbie says, if he touches Vanelli, you're going. And I said, yeah cool. I mean, you're the coach and, uh, and I said <laughs> got it you know but yep. I'd spent about two years getting ready to make the team so he's you know so sure enough the guy takes a run at Benelli and Herbie says go get him so I did wow made the highlight film the only thing I got it going for me made the 75 year highlight yeah. film yeah but that fight uh, when the memory. coach yeah. says go you go
1: that's incredible so playing for her Brooks yeah what was like what was did you know the significance going into it like as him as your coach or is it his kind of aura build up as you left uh, the u of m did like when you were playing for him could you feel that this was his guy's going to be the face of minnesota hockey for
2: no i think when you're there if you watch a movie miracle that's exactly who he was okay and he got more out of all of us than we knew we had you know starting with me you know i didn't know if i had enough talent to get there but he got more out of me than i thought i had and then he was the best at uh you know identifying diversity, you know, what lane are you supposed to be? And he knew who I was supposed to be. Somebody had to go. I mean, it turned the, the game. Somebody's got to do that stuff, and somebody's got to score, and somebody's got to be a team player. And and so I uh, didn't really realize all that when you're going through it, but as you look back, heck, they were foundational blocks for my life, really. Yes. You know, you play four years for Duke. Do you see the part where it goes again, again, again? You know, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. well. One little, one last little short Herbie comment. So we were we were played in Colorado. We got beat, and uh, I snuck out uh, with my father, and I'm sitting at a bar in Colorado and Denver, Colorado, and somebody bought me a beer, and you know, beer came, and I said, great, but well, who bought it? What happened to be Herbie? <laughs> and he said, boo, enjoy that beer because I'm going to get it back out of you at, tomorrow at the rink and sure enough we landed at uh back in minnesota we 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 went right to williams arena and he skated us again and again and again until he got that beer back wow true story i was there
0: yep yeah that's amazing is it so outside of you know and you mentioned there's been foundational pillars that herb has you know herbie's been has provided you that are lifelong sure um what are some of those uh type of pillars or things that you've taken away that even that you apply to even today
2: well, I, you know, you can find a lot of, there are uh, life's lessons in, in team sports, right? You know, uh, you're working together, you're celebrating together, you're losing together. What do you do when you lose? You know, what do you do if it doesn't go well? What do you do if you get set down? What do you do if somebody says no or it's not going right? So, Herbie was instrumental along with my father in, in persevering through that, you know, hard work, um, teammate and you know my whole life's been playing on teams now we're in real estate we're a team and you know and so he was he set some foundational blocks for me uh had a good start with my father who was uh you know a football player and you know military my hero military guy you know man a few words but he went to work and we all went to work that's how it goes and uh so so my father, there was a high school coach named Warren Stralo, you know, who's another living legend, and then there was Herbie, and so after a long time of that, you come out of that, that's what I knew, you know, and so you would apply it to, you know, the next phase of your life, and, you know, you got a pretty good chance at winning more than you lose.
1: Amen to that. Yeah. And you're talking to the two guys that played football at St. Thomas. Correct. And under Coach Glenn Caruso. Perfect. So... Uh, we understand like the the aspect of he built a foundation for us, and we had a podcast with him season two, about halfway through the second year of doing this. Yeah, and we were in the podcast. uh, I think Declan and I looked at each other and were like, You are the back pocket, like, our podcast is Coach Glenn Crusoe. Because the only reason we kept going and still are doing this today is because of the work ethic he instilled in us and the belief in, like, hey, every failure you can find success. And any little, like, uh, overcoming type adversity, we just think of ourselves on the football field as scout players and, you know, never giving up on on each other. So we understand the aspect of having a coach in team sports and how it all comes together and continues to build off of.
2: No, you just said it. You know, so, I mean, what a life skill. And you can read about it or you can go do it. And to have that experience of actually doing it is invaluable. Yes.
0: Could not agree more. It's really hard to like tell people how good something smells when you know, like you're listening to it. You can't like audibly explain how good something smells,
1: right? Especially when you you light the candle to kickstart a podcast. It sets the mood. Everyone's kind of on the same wavelength because the candle's been lit. But it's hard to like you know verbalize and and like help the listeners feel
0: that, other than saying "is lit." That's about it, right? Like I hope everyone knows that, like when you light a, a Sodascent candle, Travis Scott somewhere says it's lit, it's lit. every time. It's without just, without fail, without fail. It's proven, guaranteed with every Sodascent order. Get yours today. If you've never ordered a Sodascent, shame on you. First off, but second off, no worries. Promo code back pocket, get twenty percent off. This past weekend, the Ansara family was able to
1: enjoy Lake Minnetonka because of float at let'sfloat.com. We were able to get a pontoon boat from a local boat owner, and my family had the best time. You need to hear from Pops and how he enjoyed this experience.
3: We just came from a great weekend in Minnesota. Hey, peace to Ross and Jake from float. Let'sfloat.com. You guys making boating accessible for everyone while well, you made it accessible for the Ansaras. We had a blast, and I'm totally rejuvenated, ready for my week. More importantly, Minnesota, you guys got something going there. I don't know what is it in the water. Is it just in the spirit, in the heart? But you guys are good. It's healthy. It's soulful. It's a great place. Cheers to everyone in Minnesota. Cheers for a great week to everyone. Use your back pocket.
1: And with that being said, use promo code BP10 for 10% off your first purchase at
0: letsfloat.com. That is letsfloat.com. Some call us the back pocket and Metro Mugs uh, as a conglomerate. We Some call us the pioneers of drinking things that's not coffee out of a mug.
1: From gin and juice to, you know, your dirty monkey to just simply water.
0: We're drinking everything but coffee in our Metro Mugs. Exactly. And with that, we would love you interns... To please do the same. Send us a picture of you drinking your in quotes coffee out of your mug. We want to be yeah, we want you to be a part of this absolute dynasty that's to come here, and we want you to join on the ship right now.
1: So head on over to Metro Mugs, get yourself a Metro Mug, join the back pocket community, and use promo code back pocket for twenty percent off.
0: So you know in terms of being a goon how the the lifespan of a career I mean how how taxing was that how did you kind of maintain your health uh as you were kind of going through your hockey career
2: you know I was fortunate to come out with good health you know and uh I have $23,000 with the new teeth you know those are some good pearls yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) well when your dad's a dentist your sister's a dentist I didn't get to be a dentist but you know it it helps you know and um Uh, you know, I'm a recovering, uh, alcoholic. Uh, and so, um, I, uh, didn't go back from my last year with the North Stars. I bought a bar, you know, some might think that they're buying a bar as in the hockey manual, play hockey by bar. You know, for me, it was Vanelli's,
0: right? Vanelli's is a bar. Isn't yeah. that the same guy?
2: Uh, They're connected to the Vanelli family. I don't know if they're the exact ones, but I know we had an awful lot of Vanelli's there in the stands at the, in the 70s. Okay. But Tommy Reed and, you know, I mean, Louie Nanny, I mean, it goes, <laughs> you know, it's, it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't quite in that caliber, but I was playing for the stars and decided we should buy a bar, you know, it just kind of in the manual there and uh, did. And then told louie i think i'm having more fun at the bar uh, than i am coming back to play for you so i just shut her down in my second year with or third year with the stars wow yeah it wasn't a good while you know the story has a happy ending so i'm a recovery guy and you know i'm honored to say that Uh, my wife uh was kind enough to forgive me i had some major drug and alcohol problems and there's only really three answers in that that movie, and that's you know one you you're, you're dead, two you sober up, or three you go to jail. And um, I'm not glorifying it, but I'm saying on record that I was fortunate enough to get a second chance at my life, and went to Hanley Hazelton. A couple of friends of mine, Stan Hubbard and Davey Brooks, were kind enough to take me down there when I needed some help, and uh, you know were those in- ex-teammates. Well, Davy Brooks was Herbie's brother and, okay. uh, you know, he knew recovery and Stan Hubbard's a wonderful friend of mine and, you know, just a good enough friend to say, Jimmy, when it's time, I'll take you down there. So he took me down to Hanley Hazelton in Florida. It was 1988 and uh,
1: Hazelton that's in uh, Minnesota as well.
2: Uh, th- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's a sister one in West Palm beach. I thought, you know, okay. if I'm going to go, I don't, and, and, Hubbard, <laughs> and Hubbard's given me a ride, you know, right. why don't we go to the one in Florida? You know, <laughs> you know a... it just seemed like a little more fun. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were, they're teammates, their friends are teammates and I got a second chance. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, I got a second chance of my life really. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And Thank you for sharing that, man. And congrats on the success since that, honestly, your recovery is a success story. Like you said. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know, you know, when was that time that you realized it was time? How did you know?
2: You know, alcoholics and addicts are hard to look in the mirror sometimes and know that it's time. You know, I think there's a still quiet voice that tells you. My father was in recovery and 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 really for me, um, I did six or seven interventions with them love them to death tough tough ground i mean you know the collateral damage for a family with a recovery person is uh it's really tough because you know I did, it, where's my dad and and so in that i got some seeds planted that it's the disease not the person learned a little bit about separating uh another guy that played a lot of pro hockey mark is his name. These are all friends of mine that I have their confidence, and he's in recovery. And he just said, "Jim, you know, maybe give this a try." You know, they didn't push it on me; they just showed me something that was better. And then I was in a pretty dark spot. You know, I mean, I uh, I was in the drug world; I was in the, you know, it just it was not good. And so um, I think I knew that it was time. And then watching. Uh, my father go through the challenges of alcoholism. I just uh, held my hand up one day and said him, "You know, I'm gonna try a different way.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Did you still own the bar when you entered into recovery?
2: No, I sold the bar. Um, even as an alcoholic, I knew the bar was just not good. Not you a know? good fit. So sure. I did that for a couple of years. Uh, my last game at the University of Minnesota the next night I was playing in Chicago, so I'm 16 credits short for my, you know, from a college degree because I left the next day. So after I sold the bar, then I went back to University of Minnesota, tried to get a, you know, finish my education. You know, it was just kind of a next step of doing something, still not sober. And then, uh, and then my dad said, you know, gee whiz, you work, you're good with people, why don't you try real estate? And so I did, uh, I did that. That was way back in the early 90s. And then after doing that... Um, I was still uh, not sober, and I just uh, kind of decided, with some help from friends, that it was, you know, time to take a, a look at life as a sober person.
0: Interesting, and I, I think that's just again the awareness and like the the power and your own being aware. I think is the key part of all of that, right? Like, you can go through life, um, you can go through life unaware a lot of the times, yeah. and be clouded by. The shiny things, and for you to be able to kind of just have that presence and take the grasp of your own life, like you said, it, it almost in in one instance it saved your life. It it gave you a new a chance, it gave you a second chance, and heading into real estate now, looking back, uh, or now sitting on a on your yacht, right? The silver it, lining. The silver lining. There's just the I'm I'm just so curious to hear about the, this hero's journey to this point. I mean that you've come. It just seems like you've come so far. Based on this one self self aware decision, it's, it's impressive.
2: Well, you know we can give that a you know so um, I have a lot of gratitude for the second chance, mm-hmm. you know, and it starts with my wife who was. She'll probably see this, but you know, you know she said uh, she actually forgave me, you know, which I didn't even know what that meant. But to have somebody forgive you that you've hurt is a big deal and then uh and then it was a beginning too in you know i'm faith-based i I believe that there's a god and his name isn't jim for sure and so uh (laughs) in, in that i i i had some some things happen in my life that uh you know kind of reinforced that and at an early age not really knowing anything you know i mean i was getting kicked out of treatment uh because i wasn't really paying attention so i actually said you know hey I could use one more day here you know god and and i got a knock on the door and they gave me another day so i was sober enough to equate that to maybe you know maybe that is real you know and so the point in that for me has been that um it's been one day at a time and it's been a lot of the stuff that i've done in my life i haven't done a lot of you know made a lot of mistakes but there's been some victories So if you can, you can, you can, you know, you can learn from those victories and go ahead. I just, you know, brought them forward into my life. And, you know, starting with my wife, Tracy, and then I have four great kids and got a chance to see what sober life looks like. And then, you know, pay something back too. You know, I mean, I... I do interventions I'm certified to do interventions I mean I've, I've, I've been in all the intervention chairs you know on me on others and that and I, I don't I, it's a it's an honor to do it to help someone you know hopefully make that decision they have to do the road work I mean we all got to do our own road work uh, but people coming alongside of you like they did for me you know uh, you know Hubbard bringing me down there Davy Brooks making sure I got right and and then standing with me at the end, because you know you're, you can't go back to the way you lived life ahead of treatment. You know, I can't go back to the, you know, the bar and all the friends and, and, and you find that, or I found that the, that, my real friends celebrated that. You know, that, that that they were the ones that were there. You know, when I needed a friend. So it's been good. You know, it's been good for me because I, I am very grateful that I'm here. Uh, it hasn't all been perfect but it's uh, I can see the victories. yes yeah And I'd like to ask how
1: was it redefining yourself so once you made this decision um, to pursue a sober life and you gave up the game of hockey as well um, like for Declan and I we defined ourselves through football yeah for the, for all of growing up and then you graduate and we're trying to redefine ourselves in this new world Sure. Um, and so you're doing twofold, right? You're now sober and you don't have the, the crutch of hockey, the sport that you loved and grew up on. What was that like redefining yourself?
2: Well, you know, I, I, have learned that there's seasons of change, right? And, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't fight them anymore. You know I mean? I've, okay, what is, this must be a new season of change. You know, so I, uh, uh, the girl forgave me, uh, uh, said yes to getting married uh, chose to uh, work with me in real estate, and, and we were passionate about it. You know, it was an opportunity to do something, and I didn't really know who I was. But I knew that I wanted to do something you know, to give something back. That was for sure. I knew that I, you know, if I can play four years for Herbie Brooks, I can take a few no's, you know, and I can get up and try again you know, and figure out where I fit foundationally, my father brought us up, you know, just hard work gets it done and that. And if you apply that and, you know, life, it usually, you know, you'll win more than you lose. But yeah, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, who am I now? You know, who am I supposed to be now? Yes. You know, and I think that's new, uh, every, almost every day. Not that I'm in a identity crisis, but you know, I've done almost 40 years of real estate, been through a lot of good real estate, been through the challenging real estate, Heck, we had uh, two uh, significant businesses that went through the real estate, you know, downturn in 2008. And I had to lean back on who the heck was I? You know, I mean, you know, we're going to get through this and we're not going to roll over and file on everybody and we're just going to work our way through it. And, you and this know, is after 25 years of doing it.
1: Thirty years of doing it. Yeah. Hit
2: in yeah. Yeah. And you guys know, you know, not everything goes great, and so, but you work, but you do know what hard work does, and and so I had a good foundation of that. I had a good upbringing and an example in my father and mother, and um, so that has been there to lean back on when it's not working, and you know, it's it's taken some time. We're doing some new things now, but um, I think we're we're comfortable with where we are. We're grateful, you know, we have. Fortunate enough to live you know, to ride around on a on a boat and you know, enjoy some time with our family and heck I got a Medicare card now, you know, so I got, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> I got kids get married in the backyard, but we're still, you know, got a little tread on the tire and then having some fun. Yes.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So you, you did reference this silver lining uh boat that we're on as a boat. Yes, sir. So we are always fascinated with that terminology. Is it a boat, is it a yacht, is it a ship? So you're going on record saying this is a boat?
2: Well, I'm grateful for the boat that we're sitting on okay. now. And, and, uh, I think we all get to choose, uh, you know, to try to go with a little humility and gratitude, you know, it, it, and for us, uh, Tracy had a cabin that was a family cabin and it came to be a season of change for that. We moved off of White Bear Lake to Stillwater and we brought our boat with us. And in a, in a period of just under two weeks I went we went from selling the cabin to to selling the lake boat to the silver lining showed up I'm not taking any credit for it but if it showed up and we're doing our best to you know have a little fun with it and have our friends out and and uh so it's a it's a cool boat it's a 1986 Carver F cabin if you want terminology and I learned how to drive it and that's where we go how long have you had the silver lining 8 years. 8 years. It's wonderful so, cool. And, and yeah. here here's what, you know, here's one thing. So when it showed up and I finally got around to the, what uh what's it called? You know, and the guy brought me around, he said silver lining and I thought, "Dang, there it is." Mm-hmm. You know, we'll take it. That's awesome. That's it cool. it
0: kind of just like played right into the to the to the whole story of what you guys are going through and everything at the time. Like, oh, it's a silver lining on everything that you guys are going through.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's no, sweet. it does. And thanks for, you know, giving that a little credit cuz that's what we believe. Yes. That's phenomenal, yeah um so with speaking more
0: to your business side of things, what's it like working with uh your partner in crime Tracy how's it how is that
2: <laughs> Tracy's a better player, you know <laughs> and uh, so she takes a face off she's uh, very detail orientated uh some would say i'll some would say I'll at the coverage, but uh we've been a we've been a wonderful uh you know it's been colorful, you know not everything that I think up is brilliant. I've you know, had her got off off course a couple of times. We built a modular housing plant that didn't work and kind of ahead of its time and But she was there as a teammate to take us through. We have four beautiful children, and it's been good. It's been really good that's
0: awesome is it is there a certain challenge to working with a family member?
2: I think if you asked uh, our kids we, that you'd find out yes <laughs> <laughs> you know? and um yeah, we have totally different personalities, but we respect them. We celebrate them. You know, I uh, um, I like to negotiate. I like to, you know, do things. We're in the land development business. I like to think out of the box and creative, and Tracy's very detail-orientated. And, and, you know, everything from big houses to little houses to what should be here, what shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So it's a good team. What's it been like giving back to
1: Minnesota, eastern Minneapolis, Um, Growing up here and now like with the real estate business, like helping provide and grow the city.
2: You know, it's been really good. So we we've done uh, we've tried to give them back on a couple of fronts. We had a a tournament in Stillwater. Stillwater's right over there. We're in the St. Croix River here where we did the Sticks and Stillwater tournament to bring commerce back to Stillwater in the time when they didn't have any. That's the winner. So we did that and gave the proceeds to the Herb Brooks Foundation um, for us, uh, one of our last uh, events uh, or current, you know, events is the Royal Club, which was Tartan Park out in um, Lake Elmo that uh, was developed into 300 housing units. Wow. So we do that. We're in Chisago right now. We just bought the Chisago Elementary School site and building homes on that and uh, finished uh, we a loud boat going by. Sorry. No, so it's been good. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy uh, change, you know, so right. there is change. Like, the elementary school is no longer in Chisago, so what should be there, uh, who should be there, and thinking that through and then doing it, and that's what we do. That's interesting.
0: What's, like, the uh, – how? so, you know, we not to brag, but we've also had uh, another Chris – or, sorry, real estate mogul in the local area, Chris Lindahl. Sure. And his – model is very much on marketing, getting your face out there, put yourself on a billboard and basically saying this is Chris Lindahl's real estate business and per- trying to personalize it that way to some- to his business. Um, what is your kind of approach for marketing and putting yourself out there? Um, I-, I would just like curious to hear on your guys' strategy behind it.
2: Sure. So Chris is two boats away. I don't know him very well. I, I do uh, think he's done a you know, it's hard to believe what he's done as far as marketing and branding and name recognition. I don't know him real well. I certainly like to be generous. He wears it down here, and, you know, he looks like he's given something back. And, you know, just, you know, for, for uh, us and our group, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I teach the land developing class at Kaplan. I, I, I did understand that if you're developing land, that, you know, you're creating work. So I kind of went into that business. And uh, we've had the Team Boo name back before it was maybe as, uh, you know, everybody's a team now, and we were back there as a team 30 years ago where we would work together as agents, Tracy and I and a number of agents, and... um, so you know i think at the end of the day you have to figure out who you are and i think chris has done a great job at that you know Mm -hmm. he's everywhere and who we are we um you know we're land development folks that do real estate we have a brokerage company and um and we've now gone into the recycling business kind of as a segue into another you know chapter in my life and recycling yes sir what's that all about what's that all about i wish i had a little video of it i don't know if we got any on board so a friend of mine um i spent four years out in lake elmo uh as a sales uh director of sales i guess for the 300 lots that we had to uh, sell there and then when i when that kind of came to a close uh, you know as i'm getting older i didn't want to work every last weekend and and you know that's what that's what real estate can be So a friend of mine that owns a recycling company, National Recycling, said, Jim, you know, how about uh, being a sales guy? And I said, well, why don't you, you know, uh, tell me what that looks like. And he said, well, you're good at sales, and I need a salesperson. And so uh, he has a recycling company. We recycle metals. and, um, And I said, yeah, I don't know. Why wouldn't I? So I do that, you know, along with the real estate, and it's been fun.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, hey uh we had a recycling waste um person and what, what what exactly is ike's title
0: his they do like sustainable recovery sure. so he he is basically takes in a bunch of junk from all kinds of different businesses and people sure. and he has got a place out in milwaukee that uh he uses different processes to basically recover 85 percent of the things that he he gets Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like this new wave type of uh, recycling. so
1: and, and my younger brother's a waste management major in Stevens Point, Wisconsin yeah and so that there's an evolution going through that and it's it's been fun tapping in different people in different parts of the recycling industry. <laughs> Um, we're just getting into it. We're that's just why. scratching the surface. We get why well, not? we went
2: from hockey to recycling and stopped that to you. But you know, here <laughs> we know. are. And we take the, and 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 also throughout that
1: journey, you had four kids. We got McQuaid here today. Oh yeah. How has it been? Um, you have three daughters, and then you got McQuaid here.
2: McQuaid, <laughs> boo, boo, creative.
1: Yes. What's it been like um, being a father, of three daughters? I, I just got. I, I'm. I got a feeling I'm going to have daughters. My my. Bro- I'm a, I have two brothers and they both said you're gonna have only daughters yeah just because our family doesn't have any girls
0: yeah so he's prepared he's trying to prepare I'm not trying
1: to mentally prepare looking for some advice
2: well, we can do a little coaching on that you okay. know I mean when you have daughters uh, they're special you know they're your little girls mm-hmm. and uh, um, so when sooner or later a boy will come by you know and when one comes by you make sure that you're looking closely at you know how are they treating your daughters mm-hmm. and we have uh, uh um, Our youngest daughter, Isabel, got married uh, in her backyard with Koba and everything, and it was sweet. You know, it was a puddle, and a wonderful man that loves her showed up, and and it was good. You know, it was really good. And uh, our uh, other daughters in a relationship with a guy who I think you had on your show, uh, Michael. Michael
1: Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan.
2: Jordan, You know, get a shout-out to Michael. Great guy. And uh, so it's good. Back to your question. You know, I mean, um, it's... Uh, you're protective for sure right you know and it's your little girl what's, a,
0: what's like your evaluation tool and your process you know for understanding whether a guy's good or not not just full of crap
2: well I've been the guy that is full of crap so I mean you know it's it's, 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 it's easy to see one you know and, and then I also you know I told you what I did for a living you know I also you know and uh, but foundationally you know they need to be a gentleman to my daughter you know and we need to respect them and um and then tracy's got a really good set of eyes too you know and all we're asking for is uh you have our trust until you goof it up you know and and um if it doesn't go well you know we're coming to make sure the you know that that we protect our family you know and i'm not no sports challenge just that's what time it is at our house Yes. yeah and then how about McQuaid should we talk about him real quick we, we gave the girls a little Special action guy, yeah. absolutely.
1: he's also engaged
2: I know yeah <laughs> yeah that's been the best it's yes. been really really fun to watch uh, mm-hmm. McQuaid boot creative you know and mm-hmm. kind of find a stride and uh, a little bit like his dad's story you know he probably maybe outpunted the coverage a little bit with the relationship <laughs> you know <That's laughs> so true. here we are <laughs> We both talk about it, well, you know how, how how fortunate we are to have you know strong, great women in our life. So that we're looking forward to that. And then mcquaid has been, uh, he's been the best, you know. So I'm uh, in our business. We need you know good you know video, social media, and he does all that for us and our different you know uh, adventures. And he's right. he's really good at it.
1: What's it been like having? Um... A son um, in the creative industry because I am in social media. I am a marketer and I'm a podcaster, so I have to explain to my dad the same type of thing, like what I'm doing, how I provide value. Um, this is something that you've never really had to deal with: uh, point and shoot camera, drone work, all that stuff. What's it been like saying, "Hey, McQuaid, uh, what what are you doing? What like? Because my dad has to ask me that at least once a month. Like, what exactly sure. are you doing? What's that? What's that been like?
2: Well, it's it's been really uh, rewarding. It's been rich because you know, from where we started to where we are now, he's making meals out of things that I didn't know we had. We're in this recycling business, and 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 uh, he, you know, he has an eye for that. It's his gifting, you know, and he can take uh, complicated, make it simple, and deliver a message in in our in our real estate land developing. Um, he's telling a story you know here we are with you know uh, nothing on the land and here are the houses and here are the people moving into the houses and then with our day-to-day real estate you know celebrating like um he did a post on our social media team boo page where he and his fiance bought a house and it was the best post we've ever had mm-hmm. but it was just you know celebrating and and he does he does really well at it yeah that's awesome yeah it's
0: mm-hmm. good no I, and i think one thing that you highlighted there is like the idea of being able to capture a story, be able to like really tell that story to a, a greater audience to then, you know, obviously make have that next person buy a house with their fiance just like they saw McQuaid. Um what I love about what McQuaid does is like the guy's creative and I love that you guys have that this relation father son relationship first and foremost, but the trust to say, Hey McQuaid, take your equipment and let's go capture this and I think that's just phenomenal and it's very clear to me that it's happening.
2: No, it's working. And, you know, if you get a chance to spend some time with your son and your family together and you're actually working but enjoying it together and each one's a little different. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he does a really nice job. I earlier asked, you know, who are we? And and uh, he understands that and he defines that. You know, we are, you know, we're some people that have been here for a long time. Uh, We'd like to earn the job. We'd like to earn your trust. We'd like to earn the relationship, you know, we understand hard work, we understand being available and uh he knows that. And then he'll put a personality to the different marketing pieces that, you know, really conveys who we are, which is important. Absolutely. Amen.
0: So, I got to ask, you know, we're always we're talking about all the ups or the ups and we're also talking about the downs, but as a as a staple of what we like to we love to talk about is the average quality. Now, uh we got to ask it straight up here. Jim what is your average quality?
2: what is my average quality
0: something that you do well at times to other times not so well at the end of the day your average it's something that, at the end of the day it's something that you care about deeply but you just you're you're always trying to get better at it every day.
2: you know I would have to say um, IT iPhones I this what's my <laughs> password you know I mean somebody do this, you know help me you know luckily i've got some younger kids 22 to 28 you know can you help your dad figure out how i get this into that right
0: do you have any questions right now what what are some technological struggles that we can help you with at this moment any anything that's bugging you
2: well, my password. You your I mean, password. if I just okay. knew my password, because I had one that I liked, and then all of a sudden, everybody said you can't just have one. You need more than one, and it's <laughs> got to be seven digits, and there's got to be this, and there's got to be that, and a then there's an app for that. And, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I'm passworded out. How about I'm just Jim?
1: Right. But that didn't work. <laughs> you know, don't, hey, don't I'd like your to just be Jim.
2: Out. Yeah, you know, yeah. but. Uh, you know, phone doesn't work on just gym anymore, you know? So, right. um, yeah, I think passwords bug me.
0: Passwords, okay.
2: But I'm working through it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Maybe we should just hire someone that just has the sheet of passwords for you at all times. Well, there's
2: an app for that, but, you know, if you want to hear just average gym, you know, I mean, the, where's the password app? And then how do you, what's your password to get in the password app? And, you know, all of a sudden I'm all tangled up. Right. You know?
1: And you're in you're in a pile of cords. Uh, I'm in, that the, we've I'm in out. the pile of cords, yeah. man. Where you know, where
2: where am I? I'm all tangled up in the password pile. You know, because like, I can't find the app, and you know, here yeah. I am. So that's average Jim. Oh, that's, good. that's frustrated Jim uh, too. Yeah, Frust- <laughs> average know, gym
0: yeah. turns into frustrated Jim quick. That's what I've heard.
2: Yeah. Well, I've I've gotten better. You know, one day at a time. And don't throw you know your phone. Don't break your phone because all of a sudden you need your phone. You know, so we're we're just trying to calm down. And you know, this too shall pass. Right.
0: This too and- shall pass. <laughs> And you know, I think uh, you know you could fight on the rink, but you just can't fight passwords.
2: No, dude, you're you're gonna you're gonna lose. You know, iPhone, Apple iTunes, you know, just the whole thing is is a, is too big a pile.
0: It's a pile, uh, of mess. So, have you ever hit "forgot password"?
2: No, but there we are. You know, now I got a work assignment. Forgot password. I, I do that, and then it sends it over. And you got to go to another screen and find it. And, you know, I was doing it this morning. You know, I just sent you a new password. I said, oh, thank you. Where is it? You know? And then, uh, so then i got to try to remember it to get back to plug it in. But then guess what? The screen I was on changed back to right. wherever it came from. You have a time limit to get yeah, the new password Yeah, boom, in and there. I'm, I'm okay. tapped out. You know, yeah. done. Done. Screw
1: it. Well, well. Wow. in these situations, when pressure does become stress, and the password <laughs> is a small example, there's de- definitely plenty more of them, when pressure becomes stress and anxieties rising, what do you carry in your back pocket uh, to help you overcome these situations? Whether it's an attribute, a habit, what do you carry in your back pocket?
2: Well, here's what I can say after doing a, a lot of uh, different things. Um, if I haven't been beat up by a password. And, and I haven't, you know, and I've been told no. And I've been through a lot of challenges in life, you know, functioning out of gratitude. You know, what I mean, so um, I don't know. Uh, and I'm in emotional, stressy situations. I've had people yelling and screaming and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think you've gotten better at just, you know, it is what it is and not trying to get, you know, become something that I'm not and frustrated about it. So I think, uh, I've had, I've had a long time of, uh, uh, a long run of successes, also challenges, but from that you gain a little bit of maturity, you know, if it just doesn't work, maybe it's not supposed to work. And, you know, maybe that something else is better that will work. So I think I'm getting better at you know uh, becoming less frustrated with some of the things that don't go the way I think they're supposed to go.
1: Let it play out. Give yeah. it give it patience because yeah. there will become something else out of it that will work. Or if you give it time, you can find the thing that to make it work.
0: All right, we're gonna pause here for a second to hit you with an ad. Oh god, I keep looking at these ad reading like I'm I'm so bad at reading ads. Like I can't actually do it, you know. Like but I love Metro mugs. Like I want to sell our mugs, but I I I read too fast and I and I start riffing and it it just blows up when Metro Mugs ads come up on my feed and I'm like I'm reading them and I I just get I get so
1: excited I just want to speak too fast I can't follow the text
0: yeah it's a I don't know if Nate needs to just write like bullet points or something for these but I mean at least we're getting the point across that like if you use code back pocket you can get 20% off uh, your first order and like, go follow on Instagram at Metro Mugs, right? That's pretty much what we got to say. Right. Metro Mugs, very similar style to us,
1: like-minded people, inspiring conversation.
0: Yeah. With like, I mean, it's a coffee mug, right? But the coffee mug always contains some sort of liquid and you're usually enjoying that beverage with someone else, uh, thus inspiring conversation. I think that's what they're getting at. Like, like instead of doing, you know, Facebook ads or marketing on billboards, it's like we're marketing on a, on a mug that actually matters. So go ahead to Metro Mugs and join what we're sharing. Yeah. I think that was pretty good ad.
1: This past weekend, the Ansara family was able to enjoy Lake Minnetonka because of Float at LetsFloat.com. We were able to get a pontoon boat from a local boat owner and my family had the best time. You need to hear from Pops and how he enjoyed this experience.
3: We just came from a great weekend in Minnesota. Hey, peace to Ross and Jake from Float, LetsFloat.com. You guys making boating accessible for everyone. while well, you made it accessible for the Incerras. We had a blast, and I'm totally rejuvenated, ready for my week. More importantly, Minnesota, you guys got something going there. I don't know what is it in the water. Is it just in the spirit, in the heart? But you guys are good. It's healthy. It's soulful. It's a great place. Cheers to everyone in Minnesota. Cheers for a great week to everyone. Use your back pocket.
1: And with that being said, use promo code BP10 for 10% off your first purchase at letsfloat.com. That is letsfloat.com. Sorry for the interruption. I was just lighting my first ever soda scent candle here in the studio to really enhance the aroma.
0: Absolutely. It was, uh, I got nervous, um, when you lit it, I was, I didn't know what you were actually lighting, to be honest. I, I didn't know we were trying to set the studio on fire or whatnot, but, you know, now that we have this candle burning, it's the, uh, what is this one? This is the North Shore candle. Candle, It's it's nice. It, it's really nice. And in, I didn't realize how bad our studio actually smelled until we lit this candle. Right. Now that guests are going
1: to walk in with the North Shore aroma, enhancing this environment, I'm really, really excited to bring in the top line guests to see this, their smiles on their faces.
0: Absolutely. So a little bit about Soda Sense. They're a, uh, a local Minnesota company who are hand uh, handcrafting all of their um, candles with Natural soy wax and crackling wooden wicks with a guaranteed burn of 55 plus hours, which, you know, each one of our podcasts is about uh, one hour, which means we got 55 podcasts that the, uh, this candle's going to last for. Pretty stoked about that. If you guys want to get in on the action with us, uh, get use code BACKPOCKET uh, for 20% off your first order at sodascents.com. That is S C E N T S when you spell sense, not C E N T S. So don't worry. So just just know about that. But regardless, the link is in the show notes to purchase. Yeah,
2: yeah, so here's one that Herbie told me. So we were playing Wisconsin all the time. We could never, and I couldn't catch any of those guys. You know, I had Mark Johnson and uh, who else was it? Mike Eves, Mark Johnson, Norwich, Suitors, Dad, uh, on and on and on. And Herbie came over. He says, hey, Boo, you're never going to catch those guys. He said, but if you let them come to you, if you stand by the net, I can guarantee you they'll come to you. So I've gotten better at letting the game come to me, you know, rather than chase every last thing down. You know, I think I think that's a little life maturity is if it's supposed to happen at will. I do believe that there's a plan here. And and if it's not happening now, well, maybe don't push on it because I've done a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You know, just see, see, uh, let it mature into when it's supposed to come. And back to Herbie, sure enough, they came by the net, you know, and there I was. Right. It all worked out. I like that. Let the game come to you. Let the game Be come
1: to patient. you.
0: Patient and one thing that you've said multiple times uh, throughout this whole podcast is gratitude. Yes, Empowering sir. Power gratitude, and I yeah. can see that in you, a hundred percent. I'm just i I am a big fan of gratitude. That's been my 2020 thing, actually. It's just trying to continue to go back to gratitude.
2: Well, you know, I think, and we'll break deep for a second here, but, you know, you don't have to look very far to find some sad stories. You know, and I have a lot of friends that are in the restaurant industry. It's a sad story. And this COVID is a sad story. And, you know, I have some people with health. You know, so grateful for what we have. I mean, look, at here we are. We're, you know, we get to hang around and do this today. I don't take our freedom for granted. My uh, father served, uncle served. I have high respect for uh, our, our country and its freedom. And, uh, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I got a second chance at my life. And uh, so, to your point, and, and humility is refreshing too. You know, I've been around a lot of people, and I find the ones that uh, I really respect are the people that are, you know, humble and grateful, you know. So I just try to learn from that and hopefully show some of it through.
1: Amen. Yeah, we, we coin ourselves as two wildly average guys. Yeah. With an extraordinary passion to have... Conversations with yeah. people such as yourself, yeah. who also so happen they had their, they're ordinary in their own sense, but they're doing something extraordinary, or they surrounded themselves with people who are extraordinary, and can help uplift them. And at the end of the day, we're all standing on the shoulders of those before us. Yeah, uh, amen. So it's so I, I I'm happy that like people like McQuaid have entered into my life to allow me to meet people like Jim Boo and Marcus, who's sitting across from me, who's who comes um, today and help us on a, on a Monday. Uh, just, just hanging out just hanging out it's, it's just it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a lot cool. of fun yeah. yeah it's teammates it's, it's team teammates. stuff yeah and, and we've like built this podcast through the guests through having these conversations because each guest kind of says hey i think you should have this person on and then we go out and we seek them so i'd like to ask you jim is there someone in the greater twin cities area that you think would be an awesome fit for the back pocket podcast
2: yeah, so I, I got coached up uh, that the question would be coming, and I, I, uh, um, I think one thing that I would like to share. So uh, I'm a Gopher alumni, you know, and uh, we have a new coach, you know, uh, Bobby over there. And I think uh, sharing, uh, we put a, uh, have some friends that put a lot of resources and energy into polishing up Mariucci. We have the weight room done. We have locker room done. And I think if we did a little podcast from the Gopher locker room uh, with the coach, you know, that would be cool.
0: Yes. And,
2: uh, I mean, there is so much Minnesota fabric. You know, you walk down that hall and you see all these, well, you're wearing the jersey there. Do we pan in on that? You you have two <laughs> yes. Hobie Baker winners, you know, Neil and Brian Bonin right on the front. Yep. You got old Jim at the end of the bench there, you know, down <laughs> in, the, in the lower right. Number but, twenty. But at least I got on the shirt. I, anyway, you know, so if we did that, I think I could set that up, and I think it would be fun, and I think it would be rich, and I think it's, uh, you know, Gopher for hockey is like uh, Alabama football, whoever the guys are that play a game named basketball, you know, but Gopher for hockey is Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so if we pressed in and, you know, went into the locker room and got Bobby there and I have a, another good friend, Paul Osby, and, you know, just uh, share a little bit of the inside of Gopher Hockey. I think that would be cool.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. Challenge accepted 100%. And yeah. Now, now i got to get back from Tucson first. got to fly back in make sure we get that all set up. But I'm totally in for doing yeah. something like that. Because uh, we, we have this t- uh, term called, or we consider the greater uh, Twin Cities area, the sandbox. And Andrew and I are looking to dominate the sandbox. But at the same time, we're also looking to play in the sandbox with everyone around. Because I'm from Denver. Andrews from Chicago we came out here to play football and uh, get an education at University of St. Thomas and have really stayed out here um, since starting the podcast back in college so you know for us to be able to go from uh, our college house or from junior years to then like growing this thing now to where we're interviewing the great Jim Boo but now have the potential to interview someone uh, in the state of hockey uh, at the University of Minnesota like that's that's a dream come true when you, when it's all it is, like I, we were talking off ever before this, all it is, is a conversation. Like all we're trying to do is get to know someone and you, it, it always blows my mind how like the aspect of teamwork really comes into play. Like, sure. Oh, if, if you do this for me, or if, if you do something nice for me, I'm going to look to do the next nice thing for you.
2: Yeah, no. And that's why I said, so it is, it is go for hockey. It's really important. I was fortunate enough to play there and, and, uh, We are in the state of hockey, and and the University of Minnesota Gophers are a big part of it. So to share a little of that, I think would be good. Absolutely.
0: So I also got to ask, so you're looking at a couple or four other 20-somethings in the room here. McQuaid, you're 25? 24. I'm 24, 24, Andrew's 24, Marcus, you're 20? 20, okay. Some advice. Yes, sir. What what type of advice would you give to um, a 20-something-year-old right now?
2: you know uh good question um you know i, I think uh, uh i think not fighting the seasons of life but embracing them i think you have to know uh who you are you know uh that's what herbie said play your spot play your spot play your spot well what is my spot you know sometimes there's some help uh, you know watching McQuaid. you know find a spot watching you guys find your spot you've transitioned your athletics into, into this and, and, and uh, it looks good on you. You know, so when you, when you do find, and you know, not always fighting change. I used to fight change and, and, you know, now I, uh, it's either a deal or a distraction, you know, and I, and I try to get quicker at figuring that out. And a, a, a deal would be something that I'm supposed to do. You know, I mean, it's my time in life to do it like this recycling I don't know. I didn't know anything about recycling. But when a guy said, "Hey, what about this?" and it felt like it's time, and it, it, you know, I'm enjoying it. it it's different. It, 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 you know, I have purpose. I have significance, and I and I fit in to a team. Uh, understanding if it is or is it a distraction? You know, I mean, um, as you within real estate, you know, am I really supposed to be doing here? Are you really supposed to be doing that? You know, and trying to understand that a little bit sooner rather than later you know because if i look at what i could have done better it's it's trying to figure out or make that decision it doesn't mean there won't be any hard work but am i in the right spot or the wrong spot mm-hmm. and and then and then trying to line up like watching mcquade will go back to him you know he's passionate about it so when you come home at you know after two At midnight, two nights in a row of working on a Friday and Saturday, and get up at seven o'clock to go do something. You're passionate about it, Mm -hmm. so finding that passion, you know, uh, and and purpose and significance, important. Yes. And if not, uh, maybe look for it. Yes. Because you know we enjoy real estate. Everybody, you know, half my friends are retired. I don't even know what I would do. I enjoy this. I don't want to do it all weekend. I want to hang around with my wife and kids and do what we're doing but i do absent of purpose and significance you know that's really the life gets you know what why am i here
1: right find your why pursue the why yeah. and then know your role and do your role to the best of your ability yeah um we 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 absolutely we eat that up and we built <laughs> i don't know i i am fired up right now and i i got to ask you through this whole podcast we've kind of hammered you with you know how long have we been going an hour 20 An hour. We've now asked you an hour's worth of questions. Sure. I would like to hear from you if you have any questions for Deck and I um, and give the ball to you.
2: Yeah, no, that's cool. So where are you guys going with this? I mean, you seem like, you know, and I'll I'll give you a little more – Uh, this has great fabric and energy to it, you know, just from, you know, I I was excited to do this, you know, and, and yeah. And, you know, I brought the props, you know, we brought the props. Mm -hmm. I got my son here, you know, Marcus, you know, so it's all good. So, and it looks good on you guys. I mean, I watched, I watched, uh, the podcast with Michael Jordan, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just thought you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, and, and it's not a question with a, uh, with a goal in it. I just wanted, I mean, you seem like you could do a lot with this vehicle. right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when you told me you're on that boat and you're giving something back, and we got a little shout out to you guys because when you use the local businesses, and, and our local businesses here are important to us. You know, we try to contribute to them, but you supported the local businesses. You brought your people on a ride. You brought energy to Stillwater. I didn't quite know we were the boat next door waving at you, you know, but uh, <laughs> when you had your party there, that was cool. Well, that was you. Take the victory. You know, you got a bunch of people that rallied on a, on a, on a Saturday, beautiful Saturday in St. Croix. You supported the local businesses here, which we're all grateful for. We do too. And um, that's being a complete player. Yes. You know, and, and to bring it back to a, a sporting analogy, uh, you know, a complete player is a teammate. Uh, he back checks not only, you know, he, he does his work. You know, you got to do your work to play, and you guys look good in it. You Thank know,
0: you. yeah, no, it's cool. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that, and uh, and it means a lot coming from you as a guy who's been that player. So I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, the
0: and, uh, and to answer the question,
2: yeah, where where do, are we have, do we just got to say it? Yeah, yeah, no, no we, I mean, I'm
0: waiting. Say it. Yeah, we're we're going to Mars. It's <laughs> 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 good. We're going We're to, Mars. It to Mars. No, it literally questionable. We we do want to be on that first shuttle to Mars, but in in the more figurative sense, like I want this. I want this. I want to. I want to wear back pocket. I want this to look good on me the, for my career. Like, yeah. Right now, I'm an engineer. I'm working and I love it. And, but I also love that it enables me to do this. If I could take back pocket full time at some point in my life and call that my full time job and take this podcast into a brand to a, a ultimate maybe media company, um, that's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. And I but I think where are we going right now? Like Andrew and I were talking today and it's like patience,
3: yep. patience,
0: you know, we're 24. We're, we'll figure this out. Eventually we will get to that point. But let's just enjoy the process and embrace the change as we go as we move forward through it. You
2: know that's really wise words because uh, so you're 24. I sobered up at 33 and didn't have a clue. And, and so you know you have youth on your side. You also understand purpose and significance because you got that whole boat full of people supported this. I saw the energy when everybody pulled up. And, you know, and you got to have a little horsepower, you know, to do anything. Right. And then when we're doing this, I mean, it's working, you know. And so you're you're playing your spot. I'm not Herbie, but you certainly look like you're playing your spot and in a good spot. And then you got to have a little patience because if it's supposed to go someplace, it's going to go, mm-hmm. you know. And, and you're building... You know, so we've done 35 to 40 years of real estate business, and we built some foundational blocks that are there that we lean on that that, that it's relationship-driven. You know, Michael led it to me calling McQuaid to say, you know, let, let's do that. And here we are now, and you know, we'll get to that Gopher locker room, you know, and see where we go from there. P.J. Fleck, I'd like to see in his office, too. I don't yes. really know him, but... He's got an A game for sure.
0: He has an A, that a game. That would be a trip, too. Oh, my gosh. PJ would be sweet. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as we're talking through this, like, I, I realize how, like, the aspect of community plays a massive role into what Declan and I do. Whether we're building the community or we're playing inside the community, sure. like, like the uh, uh, city of Stillwater. or we, And then we build our own community while we're doing it. So for instance, the Bochella event that you just mentioned.
2: Sure. We had, witnessed. <laughs> that you witnessed. That you witnessed. Yeah, as I saw you it go dro-
1: by. Yeah, as we drove past. Um, we had 250 people on a boat and uh, we just organized an, a plan and executed on it. But we had so many other people that helped, whether they were our interns, whether they were um, people that do ticket sales for the Twins or the Timberwolves and they reached out to us to help us with sponsorship acquisition and then all the small businesses that come into play um that made the event happen like we and then we like brought smiles and energy to a ton of people it was just a just an aspect of community that Declan and I saw a vision for and helped uh and incorporated a ton of other people to win in that environment and if we can figure out a way to scale that in many different situations such as just a one-on-one conversation sure uh I'm talking through this, and I just keep getting excited. And uh, <laughs> there's just
0: different aspects different of, community as- of community that we enjoy. I mean, yeah. you can have a 250 person boat party that you call Coachella, or you can have five guys on a yacht talking, having the best time of their lives. You know, like there's yeah. you can find community uh, in a lot of different places, and it's more about being aware of it and taking advantage of them because, um, I think that that's something that this COVID stuff taught me was like when you're working from home, isolated by yourself. Um, and you're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed to, uh, you know, potentially not even go to football games or any of that stuff anymore. You start to realize how much you appreciated community, how much of that, once that was taken away, you realized how important that void was. And uh, as things start to reopen here, you started to get into those smaller communities and uh, start to like really grasp those types of uh, that that power. So, um, like Andrew said, man, we get fired up over community, and we get fired up not only you know building one of our of our own but being a part of others and bringing a lot everybody else along for the ride
2: mm-hmm. yeah and so you know just to close you know so absent of vision the people perish and in her brooks for starters we always knew where we were going you know there wasn't a doubt in anybody's mind we're going to win the national championship you 19, know there was 1974
0: no plan. right was yeah
2: this like... one 76 76 no, and uh he won I think three or four. Uh, But back to uh, you guys, which was the question is that you have a vision. You have a vision. It's contagious. You know, somebody's got to say, let's do this. Let's go here. Let's go there. Mm -hmm. You got a boat together. You supported all of our local businesses. You know, shout out to you from Stillwater for that. But someone's got to think that up, and then someone's got to do the work to get it done. And then you, but it is contagious. Why wouldn't we? you know and you did mm-hmm. and you know one leads to two yes exactly <laughs> yeah. yes i'm yes. gonna be on that boat next year i'm not just gonna be the guy driving <laughs> by, by, by hoping you know goal. yeah oh that's beautiful get Boo on the
0: boat absolutely <laughs> <laughs> get Jimboo to Boachella. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> our plan we're Boo. on record love it um okay so final question unless anybody else had any um, other questions all good all yep. good cool um what did you learn today from the time you woke up to the time we're recording right now on this monday
2: what did I learn today? I learned I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to uh, gratitude. So so here's our day. You know, I got up. I went to work. I saw my friend uh, uh, Paul Osby. Did some real estate. Did some recycling. And uh, but I knew uh, that I was gonna see you guys. I was gonna see Equator. And, you know, heck, the sun came out. Here we are on the St. Croix River. Mm -hmm. So what did I learn today? I'm not going to take today for granted. You know, I mean, we got a chance to enjoy it, spend some time together, you know, learn a little bit about each other, you know, uh, bring up some old stories, think about making some new stories. And, and, you know, not going to take it for granted. You know, I mean, it's just uh, uh, it's important to take it one day at a time, which is a foundational principle for me as a recovery guy.
0: I love that. I think that one day at a time is a is a contagious mindset that yeah. a lot of people need to have, yeah. and I for sure subscribe to that 100. percent
1: Yeah, <laughs> amen. This has been an honor. Thank you, Jim, for giving us your time. Thank you for allowing us to sit on the silver lining. <laughs> the and old silver lining, man. We brought the studio out of home. We took all of our cords. Yeah, we'll clean and, up the cords. We'll clean right? up the cords. We, promise. <laughs> we got a cortilla going here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: It's wonderful, oh, but yeah. uh, that ends our time here on the
2: Back of Podcast. Yeah. Cool. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Yes, sir. That's a wrap.
0: Right. Bye. So. <laughs>
1: Gazer, you can see the look in her eye. She's a dream, Jason. She's made up her mind, made up her
0: mind. Just watch her now. Everything she says, I'm going to have to try and catch her now before.